Sir, you're back. I'm back, dude. I'm back in black. Back in black. And you are wearing all black. Yep. Let's get into it, man. How you doing? I'm fucking glad you're all right. I'm doing good, dude. Feeling a lot better, you know? Finally not at home, laying down, getting the minimum activity in. I feel good. Feels good to be out. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Glad the appendix, appendix didn't burst on you mm-hmm. and everything. But, um... Yeah, man. Let's kind of get into that, bro. Since I've had, I've had laparoscopic surgery before too. So we have now a, another common, another thing in common. Unfortunately, it's a negative thing, but just yep. go ahead and kind of, you feel comfortable talking about it? Yeah, I'm good, dude. Let's go ahead and talk about it, bro. What happened? Uh, okay. Let's start from the top, dude. Yeah. So I, I started getting, uh, this, this happened on, I won't give dates because it's not going to make sense. We'll just give, uh, days. Friday. So Friday night going into, well, I guess it's Saturday morning, I guess, you know, around like five in the morning, around three in the morning, I started feeling something weird on my side. I really had a pee then, I remember, because I drink a lot of water, whatever. I mean, I just have this bad habit of like holding in my urine, dude, because I'm like, I don't want to get up right now. I'll hold it to right. the morning. So I just held in my urine all night, dude, from like, probably from like two that are like what, like eight in the morning so i figured like oh my stomach's probably hurting because you know i'm holding my urine in but i was like i'm just gonna power through because i really don't want to get up i'd rather do with this stomach pain right no there are a lot of people i get up that. at eight in the morning whatever and i go urinate but the pain doesn't go away dude it wasn't it wasn't a bad pain though at this point this is let's say five hours into my appendicitis it wasn't very it wasn't very bad it was just barely noticeable you know like something where you think like oh, just a little, just a random stomach pain that you think so it's just me like it'll go away you know right. sometimes i feel like everyone gets those little random pains it could just be digestion yeah. you know ulcers from stress and then it, it, it kind of completely almost in a way or i just got used to it like i said it was very very minimal pain just barely enough to notice it around like 12 on saturday i started getting like this shooting pain not super hard though yeah probably like a level three but enough to notice it like oh shit like Almost like those hunger cramps you get. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm used to fasting. Why am I hungry? That's what I figure. Like, I'm probably hungry. I'm like, nah, that'll stick it out. Around 3 p.m. Saturday, I kept getting them a little, these, like, hunger cramps that I, I thought they were at the time a little more frequent, though, to where they were almost constant. I was like, oh, shit, man. I'm going to go. I was at my mom's house at the time. So, like, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to head out and go eat at the house or whatever. And I get home. And by the time I got home, like literally just like another 15 minutes, like, like I said, they weren't cramps somewhere. It was just a constant, like numb pain, like not, not super crazy. We're probably like at a level four right now, but like enough to notice like, oh, there's something going on here. It's like a constant pain. I ate and it didn't put it at ease at all or anything. You know, I went to the bathroom. I was like, maybe I just have to go to the bathroom. Maybe I'm backed up. Nothing. And then around like six probably like at a level four and a half now but i'm like just enough for me to know it's like this is getting a little worse and you, then you start getting like little 
things in your head, like little jokes. Or I started joking my life, like, damn, I got appendicitis. This pain's not going away. Ni modo, dude. We'll see what happens. You know, just kind of joking. Mm-hmm. And then it's like it's like 6 p.m. now. It's not going away, dude. I lay down. Got to do my daily ritual, you know, my stretches to keep my back in rhythm so my pain goes away. Right. I'm going to stretch. I lay down on my back. And then I have to lay on my side, on my left side, and throw my left uh, knee over my, my uh, throw my right knee over my left hip. So I'm laying on my left side. And then when I did that, dude, that's when I got a really sharp pain. That like they, they radiated pretty much from like the top of my thigh to like the side of my rib on my right side. I was like, oh shit, it was sharp though. Like, damn, that's like, damn. Yeah, huh? then, then I thought, oh, maybe I pulled a muscle then. This feels like nerve damage. I was like, maybe I just overstretched or something. But then I tried to do it again. I was like, oh, I can't do this. Switch sides and kind of the same thing. And I was like, then when I switched to when I laid on my right side and tried to throw my left knee over my right hip, then it would radiate from the middle of my belly button to the right. And I was like, fuck, maybe this joke is fucking, maybe I shouldn't have joked like that. And <laughs> I couldn't stretch, serious? dude, because every time I would do it, it would hurt. And I was like, and then the, I was just, the voice in the back of my head almost telling me, nah, maybe you just did pull something. You lifted this week. Last time I lifted was Thursday. I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I'm getting sore now, you know? Right. But then I stood up, walked around, and it was even worse, dude. I, I was probably at level five now in pain. Enough to where you knew something was there, you know? Yeah, something was definitely wrong. And I just sat there, watched some Netflix, watched that new one called Killer. Pretty good. Oh, is it? Yeah. And then I ordered ordered some pizza around seven. Ooh, got some Mo's pizza. Uh, oh, I, but I got the but I got the I got the artisan the flatbread thin crust thin and crispy. Right. The meat lovers. Oh, a little cheesecake. God damn, she was good. It's bro. like your last meal, huh? It was for a long <laughs> time. And it's crazy. I'm not even a huge pizza guy, but just that day sounded good. And my wife wanted it too. We would said we did that. Watched the movie Killer like 9 p.m. And believe it or not, I kind of put my pain, like it kind of... At ease. It helped it there. I stayed there like a, like at a level five, I would say, until like around like 10. Damn. 10 at night, that's when I was like, I'm probably like at a level six now. Where I'm like, yeah, something for sure is happening. Like that's like funny. it wasn't a joke anymore. Like I'm already on WebMD. I'm on everything. Like, Well, yeah. Like once that, you start like, doing that. I was like, I have all the symptoms. Like I wasn't feeling bad or anything, but I was like, like many people, I was like, I have all the symptoms. This this is not the back of my head anymore because I couldn't even do certain movements now. Like raise my right knee and then I was like, oh, this shit's shooting pain now. Yeah. We went to bed like at 11. My 11, dude, I'm like at a 6.5 now. This is like where it's starting to sink in like. Oh, shit. Yeah, bro, you. It's something bad. Because re- it wasn't, I wasn't backed up. Like I said, I already had gone to the bathroom twice at this point. Food was fine. Everything it wasn't hunger. I was hydrated. Everything, you know, I wasn't sore. I wasn't hurt. I was even like looking for like a bruise or something. Maybe I didn't see, you know, from work. By, like eleven, I was like, I'm, I'm like, I'm probably see by twelve, dude. And I get up like at two in the morning, right? From the pain though. Oh, so shit. I'm probably like at a, I'm probably like at a seven now. Seven, seven and a half, and I'm just sitting there like, fuck this shit. Yeah, this is getting real. I somehow get myself to go back to bed. That's when I noticed I couldn't sleep on my side anymore because I'm always sleeping on my side. Right. So I laid up my back and I was like, fuck, this is going to be hard to sleep this way. Around like 2.30, 30 minutes later, that's when I knew, bro. I was like at a, probably like an eight already just now, but now it was just like constant, constant. Like oh, God. Just there. 
It felt like it felt like if someone was just like poking me in the side with like a blunt, like like a sharpie, like a sharpie pin, like like it wouldn't penetrate, but I just there, you know, like just there. And every time yeah, I like move pressure. my right, every time I move my right leg, it would shoot. Like I was like, oh shit! Then I started thinking, what if it's a hernia? Yeah, that's, I felt, that's what it felt. And I feel it onto my fucking left testicle, dude. That's what scared me. I felt Damn. all the way down to my testicles. That dude. shit went but down I think to it was the, of the pain, sack, though. huh? Yeah, and it will scare me. It would radiate from like the top, like where my liver is, all the way down to like my testicle, pretty much the whole right quadrant. Fuck. And, and you me. were on WebMD. <laughs> yeah, I thought you had cancer that. and shit, huh? No, I thought maybe it's maybe it's a hernia, which actually that probably would have been worse, honestly. Yeah, probably. And I just I, I, I two like around two forty five. I already had accepted it. Like this pain is just constant. It's bad. I have all the symptoms. It's one of those two things where I'm pretty sure it's appendicitis. Cause I, well, cause then I would press on it and they would hurt a little bit, but believe it or not, I, it didn't hurt on me when I, pre- when they would press on, even when the doctor pressed on it later on. Mm-hmm. But I was like, nah, this has got to be it. Cause when I move my right side or whatever, I do something crazy. It's bad. I can't sleep on my right side. So at 245, I just made the conscious decision. Like I need to go to the ER right now. Cause I already know this is, this is serious. Cause like it, the pain was already, like I said, like an eight just constant but literally i was still like thinking i was like i was doing the math like it's been about 24 hours already and then now i remember thinking like fuck it's 245 if i i like fuck even even in the midst of the pain i was being methodical about it it was like it's 245 i already slept for two i already slept for about two hours (laughs) so if i set my alarm for like 515 three more hours i'll have at least like you know, like six hours of sleep in because I'm right. going to be at the hospital for a long time. I don't want to be there, with, you know, with no sleep and still am feeling like shit. So I literally sat there, put my alarm for like 517. I was like, oh, 517, I'll get up and then I'll shower and I'll go to the hospital Fuck. to get my to get to figure out what's going on. That's what I did, dude. I literally did it. <laughs> I powered through it, fell asleep, got up at 517, like clockwork. And I already knew like, okay. And then my wife woke up. When you saying, woke up, was the pain still at an eight? Yeah. Oh, shit. It was at a constant eight. And then I woke up and I told her, I'm like, because she, she, she already was conscious of everything that was happening. I just had an explain. I didn't want to alarm her too much either because I already knew like what I was going through. I was like, because she worries a lot too. So I was like, I'll let her sleep too. Like, I was being methodical with it. And I was like, you know, I'll just fucking give her the whammy at fucking 517 of what's yeah. happening. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, and I got up, I was like, and I got up to pee. I was like. Yeah, I'm gonna use the bathroom because we gotta go to the ER. And she got up like, "Oh, what's happening?" I'm like, "I'm like, nah, I've already uh, not explained to her. I already knew since too, but I wanted to get some sleep and let you get some sleep. That we were not all messed up." She's like, "I need to go." I'm like, "I'm fine though. Like, I can, I'll still be able to." That's when I really noticed because I, I peed and like had to like be really slow with letting that trick out because if I, if I try to push out a strong stream, that shit would fucking jump to like a ten. Like on the side though, like it was just like like if someone was just pushing harder on me. Oh, like if fuck. And then they would radiate onto my testicles, and I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, you know what, though? I got to have, I got to poop, though. Luckily, my digestion's been on point from all the fasting, because I was able to get most of that pizza out of me around that time. I was like, oh, okay, this is good. Like, this is going to be probably not the most pleasant thing to push out. But luckily, I'm not, luckily, I don't do that good with cheese, so the cheese lubricated everything, and I was able to push it out with, <laughs> with minimal pain. And... And the wiping kind of hurt too because I had to like bend over, you know, bend over and with the abdomen to TMI, but I don't care. And then that's so, what it is, bro. Did all that shower, took a hot shower that kind of helped a little bit. And then we just got ready, just 
drove to the hospital, dude. And then when I get there, they're like, you know, they give you the run. Luckily, I timed everything perfect. This was Sunday, 6 a.m. Yeah. There was no one there. There was just one person waiting. Oh, that's good. To be seen, but I don't think he was anything too severe. Went in there. They could just tell I was like kind of not at ease. And I was there for like 13 minutes. And they're like, oh, they're ready to see you. And I was like, thank God. That's quick. Thank God. They just know the regular run around. Or are you here? Or are you experiencing pain? This, that, pain level. I was probably like at an eight the whole time. And I just told them, you know, just tell you everything. And they're like, we're going to do a urine sample. We're going to do a blood thing. And then we're going to do a CT scan because just based on where you're feeling the pain and all your symptoms, how long it's been. It's been pretty much 30 hours at this point. I do the, I already knew, because they, they wanted to rule out a, not a diverticulitis a, no a, a kidney infection because it was oh, kind yeah. of well with the pain. was on my whole right side i'm like all like, in the flank but i told my and by but i kept i my theory is they did that just to fucking i could be wrong i'm not a doctor to no be, that makes sense because of the, where the flank pain i think for them just to build more shit too because uh, they had all me, that too yeah they asked me all the questions first for uh for uh an infection which an answer no to all of them and uh, maybe they didn't believe them. like it doesn't hurt to pee my urine's clean, hasn't hurt to pee ever. None of that, none of that stuff. So it hurts to pee if I push, but that's only because it hurts the hurts home right where the appendix is. Yeah. But they did anyways. Urine sample was good and everything looked normal. Yeah, well that's yeah, you would have a protein and stuff in your urine and stuff. They but drew I my, mean where the pain was loca- lo- located, yeah, it makes sense because of the flank pain. Mm-hmm. They did my they drew my blood, did everything, that all looked fine. But they didn't tell me at the time, but I'm sure if they had seen something, they would have came back and be like, Oh, it could be this. And then they did a, the scan, and then yeah, I did the scan, and I came back. And about forty minutes later, that's when the, I see the doctor come in, and he's like, "Yeah, it looks like you don't have anything wrong with your urine, nothing wrong with your blood, everything looks good there." But he's like, "Just as you suspected, he's like, looks like you have appendicitis. It's like it looks like it's pretty flared up, pretty good on the scan. So we're gonna get you ready for surgery. Yeah, we have to do this now. Like we don't want it to rupture while you're here, so let's not wait." We got the resurgent on their way. Their shoes busy somewhere. She's like, so we're going to try to hopefully get you get you ready soon. Strip down. <laughs> you know, they're like, put this on. No underwear, no socks. Get ready. Wow. That, that's when it's like, God damn. That's why I texted everyone. I, I, I was texting and calling people like, hey, fuck. Wish me luck. I've never been put under. I was like, fuck. I, I wasn't even anxiety or nothing. Nothing. It was, it was weird, but I already just. I was at ease. I don't even know why. I was just literally when he told me that, I had no reaction. I was just literally just like, and that was your first. I surgery? think I already had accepted it like at two forty-five that night. And that was your first surgery. Yeah. No nervousness, nothing. I mean, a little nervous, not like freaking out or anything. Just nervousness in my head, but like, because I already had accepted it like at two forty-five. I already knew, like, my body already. I already had knew, like, yeah, I'm gonna get surgery. Like, this is. There's not. They're probably not gonna treat this any other way. So I think that I already had put my mind at ease. Cause I knew, cause surgery is a big thing, dude. Yeah, any kind of surgery. You don't know how you're going to react to being put down. You, 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 there's a lot of cases where people don't come out. Yeah. Because you, because I've never would have know if I'm allergic to anything. That's the thing. Yeah. You don't have any known drug allergies, huh? No, we don't know of. So I mean, so everything's new to me. So it's like I could have a reaction. I don't know. Yeah. Because the I could tell the anesthesiologist he was kind of. That, that's the only time I did get nervous because he asked me the same question three times 
And you're like, hmm, okay. But, like, he was like, damn, this is kind of a, a tricky one. Because he'd ask me questions. He'd say, you have no allergies or anything? I'm like, I have no idea. I don't want to say no. Because what if I'm lying? I told my, I told my, honestly, I have no idea. For a surgeon, I'm like, yeah. Do you have, do you have any allergies? Anything? Penicillin? This, this, and that? Or the anesthesia? I'm like, I have no idea. I've never been put under. And you have your wisdom teeth removed? Never. So I told him, I've literally, I've never been. No, so never. I, I've been on just gas for like a filling, but that's not the same thing. Cause that's you're kind of conscious. And he was just kind of, I could tell he was tripping. That's what made me feel uneasy. Yeah. It's like, why is this for tripping? <laughs> like, that makes me feel yeah, like, your oh, first time. shit. First time. Like that movie. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And they put me, like I said, we got there at six. I was anesthesia by 8.30 so I was probably on the knife by like 8.45 came out like around 10 dude that's a trip bro <laughs> cause I don't really remember when I fell asleep they never told me when they like oh we're, you're gonna start to you know they never told me like oh we're gonna start to put the uh, anesthesia and they never told me none of that cause people tell me they usually tell you like okay they do sometimes they do a countdown or something yeah they do for me they didn't dude I just the last thing I remember is the last thing I can remember from that is him just talking to me like, oh, I'm going to put your drip IV in to keep you hydrated. Remember, because I was asking him, what's this? He's like, the drip IV, that was it. And that's all I remember. Wow. That's crazy. That's it, bro. I don't remember him putting that in his rookie, little. Rookie, probably. I don't remember putting in the pouch because they put a, a separate pouch that I saw when I woke up for the anesthesia, right? This smaller one. Yeah. Right behind the IV. I never saw that go in. Did you already have an IV in? Yeah, the big one. But did you already have an IV? No, place? I, I refused it. At the, I forgot to say that I refused it at the at the beginning when they wanted to draw my blood and everything. Why? Like, I just I don't know. I feel like I didn't need it. You feel like you didn't need it? I don't want them to charge you for anything I don't need. What do you mean? I just told them that they never they accepted my my thing because he's like he's like he's like, we're gonna we're gonna put you on. Before they knew I had appendicitis, they were going to put you on IV just in case you do have appendicitis. We want to have you prepared for your surgery. So they butterflied? They used a butterfly? Oh, oh yeah. They had the, the, the thing for the IV set up. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. They had they had the yeah, cannula yeah. and everything? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do... Yeah. Yeah. That was easy. I took them... Fuck, it took them six seconds to find my vein. Like, I'm uh, a hell easy stick. I already had told them because my wife, he's a practice But you zombie. had it in, right? Yeah. I already had it set up. Oh, okay. Well, they came back and we set up. I just had the little... The little thing sticking out. Yeah. But yeah, but before that, they, they kind of think they kind of, they were trying to worry thing, but they kind of knew, like I knew that I had appendicitis. They kind of knew too. So, because remember, as soon as he drew my, drew my blood, he's like, we're going to come back and we're going to put you in an IV. And I was like, why do I need an IV? He's like, oh no, just in case you do have appendicitis, we want you to have fluids, fluids already in you and stuff. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm hydrated. He kind of looked at me like, you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good, dude. Yeah. But, and, but then they put it on me over there. You still when got I, it anyway. When I got to the surgery room, yeah, I was fine there. Yeah. But like, I don't want to. I don't want to take it. What if they sent me home? Like, I don't want to fucking be all full of saline solution for no reason. Yeah. Then you feel hella bad. I did it to me once before. That doesn't have any effect on me. For me, it does. I feel like hella bloated and like. Really? Yeah, I feel like lethargic. But yeah, I don't remember when I fell asleep. Nothing. That's weird, dude. I just remember waking up because they probably had a new, a younger guy. Because they kind of wake you up, you know. Yeah. Right. I think that's what I remember. Well, yeah, you start coming out of it slowly. That's the weirdest thing, bro. Yeah. It's. Not, I, I, I wanted to compare it to being drunk. Cause I've been like drunk like four times before, but it's not the same at all. 
Nah, it's way fuck, different, no, it's dude. Weird, bro. Nah, it's just way different, bro. Because you're talking and you can hear yourself inside of your mind say it, but you, I, but I couldn't hear my like ears couldn't hear myself saying. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, I've been under. Apparently, I asked him like if I could see my uh, appendix like six times to a point where they were annoyed. But I don't remember. I remember asking him. I don't remember asking him that many times. You like go in and out of consciousness. Yeah. So I've been put under like four or five times. But I feel like you wake up pretty quick. I feel like within, yeah, it feels like it feels like happened. within three minutes you're able to walk. Yeah, you're, you're still like like drunk in, in a and sense. Out of it. Yeah, you're, you're still high or whatever. But you're, you're enough to you're you're loopy. Yeah, yeah I've been put under four or five times. Yeah, I don't like and like it at all, dude. No, I don't either. It's nerve wracking. I've been like I said, I've been put under like four or five times, and every single time it's a nightmare, dude. Like you know, like it's fucking crazy because I was getting these um. These epidural foraminals on my back for my injury. Mm-hmm. And you have to go completely under with that. Or else, like, if you move while you're awake, bro, like, they have a straight up, like, fucking, like, because they use pretty much an epidural. I mean, they have a wire there in your back. They don't want you to move. No. You fucking move. That's bad news. Fuck something up. Yeah. So. Permanently. So, yeah. But the anesthesiologist that I had there for those. <laughs> He's good, man. He was fucking awesome. His name was Kenny. He was so fucking I good. I didn't even know. I don't. If you told me his name, I don't remember. It was some older Caucasian male. Yeah, the probably, guy that part of the early forties. The guy that I had was this big old tall black dude who had John Legend. <laughs> One of the but, surgeons helped me was a was a taller black guy. His name was Kevin. Oh, maybe it was Kenny. Maybe it was Kenny. He was really tall, really tall, kind of skinny. He looks like John Legend. He had glasses. I think that yeah, pretty sure that was him. Dude, he was so fucking cool. But yeah, he would tell me all the time. He he would get my. ID. I never interacted with any of them. Really? So he was just kind of in a corner. No, I like thought. he was prepping like all the. Then maybe it was tools him. and all the scalpels and all that. Maybe it was him. But he would um he would be like, all right, Jose. He's like, I got you all set up, and everything. He's like, you ready? And bro, like I'd be hooked up to the heart monitor, bro. Like I would hit heart rates of a hundred and forty, hundred and fifty. And he would pound me like, bro, it's just, it's a nerve wrack because I'm so afraid of death. Yeah. So I'm just like, it literally, there's nothing closer to death than being put under the yeah. feeling of it. Cause you literally like go out in the span, in a span of seconds, bro. And like he, he would always do the same thing. He would go, all right, Jose, we got your IV all set up. Uh, you all right? Take it easy. He would pat me on the back. He's like, it's all right, man. Take it easy. He's like, you should be used to this by now. I'm like, nah, man, I'm not. And he goes, take it easy. He goes, it's all right. We'll see you in a bit. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, maybe there was nothing. He goes, count down with me. Three, two. That shit makes it worse, bro. Yeah. Cause now you're like, fuck, I'm about to go to sleep. Uh, bro, when he goes, cause you're one, trying to hold on in the sense, right? Well, when he goes one, I've, the way I felt it because, and I've, I've had it like four or five times. Every time, and if I'm having it that many times, what it feels like, it literally feels like they're putting a veil of darkness over you slowly. And it's slowly covering you up and you're getting heavy. Slowly. And you just kind of like, Whoa. I wonder if that's what, like, it's going to be a little grim here, but. And you I wonder, fade, dude. I wonder if that's what the feeling that the heroin addicts like. I'm not trying to get grim or anything or, you know, yeah. but I wonder if that's the feeling they get because. It's funny when you see like videos of like heroin addicts. That's what usually happens. They they stick it in and with like ten seconds they just lay back and their eyes just roll and they're just like <laughs> out. Huh? That's what it must feel and like. Huh? Out, huh? But you know what's interesting is like that every single time, dude. I have freaked, bro. Every single time. So so maybe it was a good thing they didn't count down on me. 
Maybe. Maybe maybe freak. maybe they decided not to because my heart rate was just normal. Maybe that's why, huh? Maybe like maybe this know. guy doesn't need. I don't know. Like I said, because I think if they had made me, I think he had he told me like, here we go. This is gonna start dripping. You're gonna might feel this. I think then I I feel like I actually would have been like conscious about it and would have been like tripping. You know, like oh shit, this is feeling. Because I'd be I'd be going through the phases. So maybe that was a good thing he didn't tell me. I feel like that might have helped me a lot because my heart rate I was looking at was normal. It was like one one twenty eight over like seventy nine or something. Yeah, afterwards, like the next two times, he would just be like, "All right, Jose, we'll see you in a minute." And uh, dude, I hated that shit. But and it was like it was like oh, I already explained what it was. But so basically, when I had my laparoscopic surgery, I had my gallbladder taken out, mm-hmm. and that shit was a trip because when I was working. No, I had just gotten hurt or something at the landfill or something. But um, when I had my shit, it was like 2017, 2016, something like that. Um, I just, I thought I ate something bad. Mm-hmm. So I thought I ate something bad and I kept getting like these weird, like, it felt like, and it's so funny I explain it that way, but it's just the way it was, bro. I felt like a huge old spike of hot pain in my side, in my right side. Like, just kept feeling... Is your gallbladder on your right? I think so. Shit, I should know that. I'm in the medical field. Check, but, your, check your wounds. <laughs> yeah. Huh? But they fucked up my belly button, bro. They fucked it up. But... I still have a wound right there, too. Yeah. So, then I felt like there was just a hot spike, a hot ball of spikes in that side, in the gallbladder side. And I was... I didn't know what it was. I was like, but that particular day, I had Taco de Mexico. No. So I was like, okay, maybe it's that. Whatever. Ignored the pain and then kept eating bad. I was eating bad at the time. Kept eating bad. That makes just, it flare up worse too, right? Yeah, with the gallbladder. Yeah. Appendicitis too. Greasy foods, oily foods. That's what I read same about as appendicitis grease, too, which is weird because just going back there real quick, the pizza didn't make the any worse. Which it should. That's what was the weird. Tomato. Oh, and I had wings. Oof. The tomato, the acidity, everything. The it cheese, really should. the grease. Yeah, all that shit. So I just kept doing my thing in and out, but whatever food, you know, they made food at the house, Mexican food, which is not good either. You know, sopes, whatever the fuck was going on. Mm. Fucking barbecue, just eating like shit, you know? And then the pain wouldn't go away. Same thing, consistent, consistent. And then um, I remember I took my daughter to school and like it was bothering me now driving. And I was like, oh, fuck, bro. I'm getting really fat, bro. Like, I can't even sit down. All my fat is sitting upon my fat. Which, uh, by the way, we'll talk about our video podcast. It was kind of cool. It was awesome. But the angles are punishing, dude. (laughs) Uh, On me, anyway. You know, because I'm still pretty heavy. But those those chairs are fucking kind of small. So, the angles are kind of punishing. But, anyways... So that's how I felt. Like I looked in that video, like fat upon fat. Like I was like, bro, I can't even fucking like drive now because my like fat. there's a softball behind it, pretty much. Like yeah. In the back. Well, I was like, bro, like like fuck. you're sitting on a softball. Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck, bro? Kind of like when you roll out, like you're rolled out, like in your back with like a ball. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, that's bro, this is this is getting really bad. And then I just kind of ignored it, ignored it, and then for a whole week, I ignored it. And then I, you know, typical Mexican, my dad, I was like, he goes, what's the matter? You look. You look kind of like weird. He's like, you're not drinking? I was like, nah, it was Friday night. He's like, you want to go get some some misiles? Because we drink tall boys, mm-hmm. and we call them missiles in Spanish, misiles. So you want to drink some misiles? I was like, nah, bro, I'm good. 
what? He's like, you don't want to drink? I was like, no nah, way. I was like, I don't feel good. He's like, what's the matter? I was like, my side, he goes, Miko, it's because you, you eat a lot. It's by your liver. You eat a lot of bad shit. You know, you have to let yourself cleanse. He's like, you see me? Oh, my God. He's like, you see me? I don't eat bad every day. And he really didn't. He's like, sometimes I make salads. You don't want any. I make salmon and steamed rice. You don't want any. So you only want the bad shit. You want brownies, all kinds of shit. It's bad for you. Quesadillas. You know, yeah. My dad giving me the old Mexican fucking, you know, uh, health book. Ponte las pilas, hijo, porque... Yeah, he's all good. Mijo, no sea pendejo, cabrón. Tiene que cuidar. Te comes muy mal. Because my dad would cook healthy sometimes. He would make salmon and, and steamed rice. And then he would make... Um, chop suey like vegan chop suey mm -hmm. and he would make and sometimes he would make like chicken chop suey he would make healthy shit i didn't want it bro it's too healthy i was like i don't want that shit you know he would make like caldo and shit mm -hmm. and like it was with like celery corn potatoes some beef and, and some be and some and, and some, some tails and some um smock tails yeah what are those called Cham what are they called chamorros chamorros yeah And I didn't want that shit, bro. A little like, London broil on there. Yeah. Bone broth and all that. Yeah. I was like, I don't want that shit. And now you hell want that shit, huh? No. I do. I mean, no se me antoja esa I love that shit. But, you know, whatever, right? And then that was his thing. I was like, ah, fuck it. He's probably right. You know? So I stopped, bro. I stopped eating for a week, but the pain was still there. That's two weeks now. Pain's constantly there. I set up an appointment. And then I see my primary, and then she's like, oh, let me get you an ultrasound of the abdomen. Da, 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 da. And then they go there, and then they, 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 they say that they think they visualize a six, a six mil millimeter um, uh, deposit of calcium. Uh, so it's like a rock. It's like a stone. Gallstone? Gallstone, yeah. It's like a gallstone. And they say six centimeters, but it was poorly visualized. That's very common with ultrasounds. Yeah. They always poorly visualize. They don't want to be But too enough, sure. Enough for them to conclude that something's there. Mm, they don't really conclude it just because when it's poorly. That, that's like that's like code for them to say, yeah, it's there, but don't hold me to it just in case it's not. Yeah. So they'll say it's poorly visualized. And they and then I, they sent the results to my primary. They're like, well, okay, you might have um, uh, gallstones. Let's get you a CT scan. Okay, went to the went to the hospital, got it done right then and there because she said that she wanted it done quickly. Sure enough, and then they had a 10 centimeter, uh, excuse me, a 10 millimeter double. What's he thought? Yeah. So, and then she's like, "Wow!" She's like, "Oh my god, we got to get you surgery, da, da, da. dude." Within three days, Doctor Boulevard, fucking immediately. I was already had an appointment. Boom, surgery, and I was like, "Fuck." I was tripping, bro, because I had had like different things, but not surgery. I had been put under, but not surgery. I was like, oh, my God, bro, this is bad. Yeah. Like, I don't even like this shit. Like, what the fuck? And obviously, you get that feeling. And then the, the way he explained it put me at ease because I had a consult with him. And then he was telling me about it. And then uh, we got on the subject of my mom. And then he, I was like, you know, you you knew you met my mom. I started telling Maria, you know, whatever. And then he's like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I knew your mom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's like, that was a long time ago. He's like, I was hella young. Da -da -da. He's like, don't talk about that. I'm <laughs> making me feel old. Da -da -da. And then he's like, you were that little boy that would come in here and translate. I was like, yeah. <laughs> he goes, man. He goes, that's crazy. It was, it was so kind of. So he's pretty. Sounds like he's a good. He has good bedside manners. Well, see, the thing is, is people talk shit about him. 
So if he ever hears this, they talk shit about him. <laughs> like people say, oh, he's just, nah, just every day. The, the, I've heard the craziest things. Like there's a dog, there's a, there's You're sensitive a, people too, though. Yeah. There's an anesthesiologist who does a med, uh, uh, sports medicine and rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he does physical medicine and rehab. He also does injections and stuff. His name is Dr. Philip Siddick. Dr. Siddick apparently has the worst bedside manner in the whole San Luis Obispo County. I can see that. I can definitely see that. But what are you going to the doctor for? Are you going to the doctor for a pep talk and for a fucking like uh, uh, a psychiatrist meeting? Or, Some uh, people do, though. That's what they want. But, bro, like I ain't there. I'm the opposite, bro. I ain't there. I want him to. I want him to do his job. That's it. And sometimes people go there and they get mad when a doctor's in and out. Or I get when, cause I've worked in the doctor's office and that's currently where I work at a doctor's office. Yeah. So I under, and I've worked with several different PAs, nurse practitioner, MDs, have had a distinct conversations with them and have really gotten to know a lot of them. And I get it. Sometimes it is fucked up when they go in there and they're just like, what's wrong? Okay. We're going to get out. Okay. There's a way of some physicians that are quick while also listening to you, but being quick. Yeah. You know, and I think people do that. Well, Dr. Siddick is kind of interesting, like, but he cares about, see, but not a lot of people study human psychology. I'm not saying I like study it in a book, but I get people. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why sometimes like when certain situations arise, that's why I leave. Like, because there's certain people that you just can't talk to when they get in a certain mood. Like there's yeah. certain people you can't you have to be, be able to read certain people's behavior. Yeah, there's certain through, people through body that, language and everything. There's certain people you can't be around be when 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 they're sad or when they're you know when they're starting to get into like an episode and they just need their space, you know. So I kind of get that. Yeah, and then you know, then, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And there's certain people you know where you could kind of like mess with them a little more. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like there's certain people that you absolutely cannot leave them. When they're in that, you know, it took me a long time to get to that, but it, because I was, you know, I was one of the worst persons to fucking, I used to antagonize sometimes and I used to poke the bear, mm-hmm. you know, it took me a long time to kind of harness that, yeah. but that harnessing was already pretty primed up when I met Dr. Siddick and he cares. He really cares. He just doesn't know how to put it into context yeah like he looked at me bro and he goes he goes and he always looks like he's chewing gum but he's not he goes so what's the matter and he's just kind of like doing everything and shit doing the stretching and shit and he goes well you're very overweight that's the first problem and i am I am. Some people just fucking. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I like doctors like that though. He goes, "You're very overweight. Do you understand what the problem is with your back? This weight has to come off. This is very bad for you. Think of it as a rope." And he gave me like a rope explanation with a bunch of pressure on it. You're being held by a string. The more weight on there, the harder the pain is going to be to go away. You need to lose weight. And I start telling him, no, I know, I know. I was just like, no, no, no excuses. Lose weight. Bro. I like people like that. Well, it's like, it's true. 
Because uh, that's how I pep talk myself when I have to do certain things. And my favorite teacher in high school, Mr. Stroud, Derek Stroud, if you ever listen to this, you probably won't. He's the exact same way. Anyone that tell you meet him, some people hate him, bro. That was my absolute favorite teacher, I think. Top three of all time from the whole 12 grades. I just That's how his attitude was too, bro. The same way, cut and dry. Yeah. But, like, but he, and sometimes it would be comedic, and, but he didn't even like, was trying to be funny, but like, same way, just exactly like you explained it, but more monotone. Yeah, but you know what though, dude? Like he was right. He had terrible bedside manner to some, but he was right. And he was, you know, he would just kept telling me, "Are you doing your stretches?" I'd be like, "Uh, already heard the uh, you need to do the stretches." That's not what. What the hell are you coming here for? If you're not gonna do the work, you're not gonna get better. How are you are looking for work? I was like, oh, well, they won't let me go back to work because of the restrictions. Then uplift the restrictions. You need to get better. <laughs> that's exactly how my chiropractor is, too. Yeah. And that's not bad, bro. It's just it is what it is. If you're a sensitive snowflake, which there's a bunch of those these days, then, yeah, he's a bad bedside manner. I met another lady. Yeah. That- when it comes to my house, I rather or rather or when it comes to my health, I'd rather someone just tell me. Cut and dry, dude. I, met I don't an, want you to like be playing for my emotions. No, tell me how it is and tell me what I need to do. I met another lady that she says that she saved him, that he saved her and operated on her neck. And she won't let anybody touch her medically other than Dr. Siddick. So that that's what I'm saying, bro. It's just, it's just, you got to read people, bro. It's like, see, I, I never took it to offense, bro. He meant that shit. He means it and he cares. Yeah. He just doesn't know how to how to how to um He's like Trump. Yeah. He doesn't know how to put it into words. And it's like, oh, well, you know, you have this fucking new pussy, excuse me, pussy generation where they're just like, Yeah, but you know, he has to know how to like talk and like how to like communicate and like say these things because like they don't know like the shit I've been through. Bitch, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Do you want to get better or not? That's what it comes this down to. what it is, and this is what you have to do. It's what it comes down don't to. Don't do it. This is going to happen. Do do it. This is going to happen. And if you don't like it, then I don't know what to tell you. Pretty it, much. Yeah. And <laughs> does he have bad days? Absolutely. Don't we Everyone all? Everyone does. Don't we all? I'm sure you've gone to fucking McDonald's and gotten a McDouble and it's fucking cold. And you throw it out the fucking happens. window. Anything. Dude. Or you slap it back at the window. Dude, there's even sometimes where the fucking gas pump doesn't want to work. Dude, has that ever happened to you when you get a slow pump? <laughs> yeah, tell us. Or when, or when I specifically, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm already, we're going eight off the track, but it kind of it kind of correlates. Like when I'm specifically willing to pay 10 cents more per gallon, because I don't want to go inside the store, so I'm going to use my debit card. I put it in, please see cashier. I'm fucking leaving. Yeah. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. So, right, you have to learn how to read people. That's what you're saying. Like even humans, even machines have their bad days. So going back on track... Dr. Boulevard. He had heard the craziest things about him. Bro, he was cool as fuck. Maybe people get overly overzealous when it comes to surgeries and they start acting out and they don't act right and they start demanding things. I can tell you that as a as as an interpreter when I've been in rooms with patients. I swear to God, I've been in rooms with patients, dude, and they expect so much. And it's like, bro, like they start telling the doctor what to do. It's like something when you're like, act right, act right, act right. <laughs> but, but, but 
it, <laughs> well, man, but it's like, bro, like you are not a doctor, bro. Like if you don't like his medical opinion, then fuck off. Go get yeah. another one. And that's the I, craziest I see if you're thing. asking like real questions, not like, like, okay, why is that? And how, why should I do that? That makes sense. Right, right. To question, not questioning him, his knowledge, but questioning why he thinks that's too wide. You know, kind of, that makes sense. But like you some people like, will be like, I'm not doing that. He was so mean about it. He didn't even ask it. That. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know what the crazy thing is? Is like, people need to understand what the medical system that we're in. It's like, uh, and I can tell you that maybe I'm on the doctor's side. Not all of them, because some of them are fucking dicks. Like, legitimate. Like, they're they're dumb like i've i've literally have i literally that nobody has to nobody has to it's not anecdotal dude i was witness to it bro he straight up told the patient i was like bro you want me to translate that shit and then he's like yeah translate it i was like bro i don't even fucking feel comfortable telling her that (laughs) dude he said basically he said i don't want to see this patient anymore right i'm not going to say names right I don't want to see this patient anymore. Tell her I don't want to see her because I don't understand how she's not following the plan. I gave her a plan to lose weight. I gave her medicine for her blood pressure. I gave her, I, I gave her diabetic medication. She's fatter. She came in here a lot heavier. She came in here a lot heavier. Her blood pressure is a lot higher and her blood sugar is a lot higher. Her A1C is what do you say? Like 1.5% higher. Everything. He's like, let's ride everything. He's like her A1C and she was younger. She was like 40 something. He's like her A1C is indicative of the last three months. He goes, I don't want to see a patient who's not going to work hard. I was like, Oh fuck. I was like, you want me to translate that shit? And I translated it. I had to, I had no choice. Not good. She didn't, she got kind of mad and sad. She really didn't have anything to say. Yeah, I'm sorry she didn't walk out. Well, she was like mumbling under her breath when she left, like pinche viejo, puta madre. Typical. Tell the truth, though. I mean, yeah, it's just who knows. I mean, she was young, dude, so it's not like unless she had some kind of cancer or something. I don't know. Unless she was declining that fast. But anyways, that shit happens, right? Doctor Boulevard was cool as fuck. Hella cool. We were trying, we went off into a tangent, but he was like, yeah, man, it's crazy. Our life goes for a circle. Don't tell me that. I feel old as fuck now. Blah, blah. He looks really young. Hella young. He's, he's maintained really well. He hasn't been aging. Um, and then sure enough, I was under the knife quickly. Same thing, freaking out before the anesthesia. Then when I woke up, dude, I felt like I got hit by a truck. The way he explained it in the concept was like, oh man, people have laparoscopic surgery and they're back to work the next day or the next two days. This is a piece of cake. It's super easy. Fuck no, it's not. I don't care what people say. I'm a pussy. That's fine. It was very rough. I was down and out for a week six days out a lot of pain i wasn't out like fucking asleep but dude i was in so much physical pain i was in so much fucking pain and like oh my god i felt like my stomach was gonna burst of the pain and i didn't take the medications because and that's what we'll talk about I didn't take the medications because they gave us, they gave me Narco 10s. They Same gave here. me 15s. I mean, they gave me, they gave me 15 quantity and they gave me the Narco 10s. There's Narco 5s and there's Narco 10s. Same ones I got. 
325. I didn't take them. I took one and a half or two. And I was afraid because I have an addictive personality, I think. Same here. Because that runs in our family. When I get into something, I get into it. It's the podcasting thing. Same here. I got into it. That's why I've never tried drugs, bro. If I'm going to drink, I have to set up like, okay, where are we going? Are we going anywhere? I'm not going anywhere. That's why sometimes I don't go to barbecues and shit. Because if I'm going to drink, I can't drink comfortably, dude. And that's a problem. I'm not like one to drink one or two. No, no, no. Yeah. But I make plans. I'm like, okay, where are we going? Boom. I don't want to go anywhere because I want to drink today. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. We're staying home. Blah, blah, blah. And that's not, I'm not going anywhere because I'm a fucking drink. And that's mm-hmm. an addictive personality. That is a problem. I understand it's a problem. The look, the good thing is, is that I don't have to drink like all the time. I hadn't drank. I just drank though. Mm-hmm. I just drank this last weekend. So I kind of fucked up, but I did last a long time without drinking. Long time. Months, huh? Yeah, months. But it was cool. I, I, I mean, I paid the price for it. I was kind of sick, but, um, it's all good, but you know, I don't like going anywhere and that's an addictive personality. And I am so afraid of medicine, incredibly afraid. And you share the same feelings about that oh, too. Yeah. It's just once you take one medication, you have to, and I think that has to do with trauma, right? With my mom, because my mom was taking so much medications. And, you know, I went to all of her appointments and, you know, like I said, I had a very close relationship with her. And hearing like the doctors, because I translated some of it. Dude, I was a fucking kid. I was a little stupid kid. I didn't know how to translate all this medical jargon. I lost it. I winged it. You know, as a kid, bro, what a different time, huh? To think that a fucking 12 year old boy can translate things in the medical's office, like, oh, yeah, that motherfucker will get it. Yeah. He knows what he's talking about. Bro, I didn't know what the fuck I was saying, you know? And some of the doctors would try hard to dumb it down for me. Because some of these places didn't have interpreters. It was no. a different world back then, dude. Wild West, dude. It was. Bro, some of the things they told me, like, what if I didn't explain it right? That's a big deal. Huge deal. You know, it's like, what if I got, like, the dose, obviously the dosage is on the pill, on the box, but, you or know, the, on the on the, on the the frasco, but. Or the frequency wrong. Yeah, something, bro. And then it's wrong on the, it's right on the bottle. And then I told my mom, no. Remember Dr. Thomas Harper? I don't know if he's still alive. Remember Dr. Thomas Harper told you to take three, not two? You know, something like that. And this is one. Some fuck up or something, you know? Three times a day, every eight hours. Fuck. But I, and then I started seeing like my mom go through the, 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 the destruction of her body because of the medicine. And I kept hearing doctor's offices, Dr. Dr. Sovich, Dr. Daniel Sovich, he's a gastroenterologist. Uh, dude, I remember all that shit. Dr. Daniel Sovich, uh, Dr. Harper telling her, oh, fuck, now we got to put you on this. It's just a secondary effect. It's just a secondary effect from the medicine. And it's like, bro, so you take one thing, it fucks up another thing, and that fucks up another. Now you got to take something else for that and something else for that to counterreact that. It's like the domino effect. Yeah. And it's like, bro, like it's it's the pharmaceutical ride. Big pharma. Yeah. And that's a scary thing, bro. It's like, I didn't want that shit to happen. So I maybe it is Trump. Maybe it is trauma, unresolved mm-hmm. trauma. But I hate it, dude. I don't like taking medicine. So I only took one and a half. So maybe that's why I was in so much fucking pain. Me too, man. But 
I feel you, bro. And I don't believe people that say, oh, it was fucking good two to three days after. It's like, nah, bro. You weren't. That shit was rough, bro. They're lying. Anyone that says they were back to work in two days is absolutely lying. The, 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 the amount of swelling, bro, alone. The gas is still in your body from the laparoscopy. They're lying, dude. Yeah, but well, you know what's interesting, Matilda? What's interesting is like, I they didn't allow me to leave until I farted. Oh, they didn't do that to you? No. Maybe because it's different. Maybe I did Appendix. in my sleep, though. You never know. Oh, maybe. They told me you can't leave until you pass gas. I was like, what? Like, yeah, you can't leave until you fucking fart. I didn't say fart, but they were like, until you pass gas. I was like, oh, shit, until you flatulate. I was like, all maybe, right. Maybe I did because I left. You know what's Say funny? less. <laughs> you know what's funny? When, going back to the surgery part, I only saw my surgeon once the whole time. When she came in to introduce herself that she was going to do the surgery, never saw her again. Before, I only saw her when I was in the- She's a busy lady, though. Just in the emergency room. She told me, oh, this is who I am. This is what I do. She had worked on my mom twice before. My mom was there. She like knew her, so that was a good commonality. She worked on my mother-in-law as well. That was it. Literally like a two-minute talk. So it was happening. This is this, this, and that. I never started in the surgery room before or after. Yeah, dude. This shit ain't easy, bro. I don't... I don't it, it was yeah, just recovery. like... I felt... Like I said, dude, it's like I got hit by a truck right in the stomach area. It was rough, dude. Everywhere I moved and everything. But like... You know, I, like you were telling me earlier, I also tried like to get up and stuff. My dad was pretty smart too. Like my wife too helped I mean, me. I mean, the lot. first day you're moving just because you're on so much fucking anesthesia still. Yeah. And you think like, okay, you even start to get that silver line. Like maybe it is two days. Yep. You lay you're down. Right. You're like, okay, say this ain't shit. Like uh, the fourth day. Fuck. For me, for me, it was that night. Oh really? Yeah, dude. That night, because I was like, I'm like, I, I've always like, I, like, I have a high pain tolerance, which is actually proved with yeah. my blood work. But I was like, oh, I'm not gonna take none of this, dude. I was laying down on the couch, like, so I was making an effort to make to get at least two thousand steps in every day. But that night, dude, I think everything had worn out already since I had gotten my surgery, you know, so early in the morning. Right, dude. I remember just getting a cramp, dude, across oh, my whole the fuck. whole. Top of my abdomen, pretty much right, ab- right above my heart, pretty much from my heart to my liver. So that thing oh, gives you hella, you know, anxiety. No. A cramp, bro, for like seven minutes. And at least, I, like, at least I got to the point where I was like, well, this isn't a heart attack. I could feel my liver just like fucking pulsing, bro. The whole top abdomen, dude, it was so bad. I just sat there, remember, like, on my back on the couch, my hands behind my neck, like, just like squeezing my neck in pain. In so much pain, dude. I remember, and I remember tripping out because, dude, I was in so much pain. And I just remember, like, opening my eyes, and I didn't even know, and there was tears going down my face. Oh, man. The tears came out with, without me even knowing that's how bad the pain was. I was like, this is fucking crazy. And I remember my wife just sitting there, like, kind of just panicking, like, but, like, sad because she can't do anything. Right. And I'm like, I'm being a little rude, not trying to. I'm like, you can't do nothing for me right now. Because, you know, when you're in that mood, like, you can't do nothing for me. Yeah, because they want to know what they can do. I'm like you literally can't do nothing. Like I'm just, this is so bad. And then I fucking when I went to bed dude, that night, I still hadn't taken a pill. I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna still tough through this, dude. At night, that happened again, dude. Dude, I, th- I think my liver was fucking inflamed, dude, to the max. Because I just cheated. I kept saying that I have so much pain in my liver. I kept, I kept telling her, and it, it was so my liver hurt so bad, dude. I kept feeling her here, and then. 
I felt it. And then I was like, oh, let me touch it. And it was tender to that touch. I touched and that shit was fucking, I, that's when I was like, went to another cramp. And I just was sitting there like, dude, like, like, like when kids like throw, feel like literally like this clenching my fist, like, and there was like tears going down again, dude. And I was like, I remember like trying to be funny. I was like, dude, now I know what the boxers feel. It's like why they go oh, down, dude, yeah. when they get touched in the liver. I thought I touched my liver and I, dude, like I wasn't even, even if I had tried to hold back the tears, they would just come out like, because I didn't even know I was, I didn't even know there was tears coming out to open up my eyes. That's how much pain I was in. Jesus. That's when I realized, and I just, dude, that, the cramp didn't go away for hours. Ugh. It just felt like someone like, say like a 40 pound baby was just sitting on your Chester in your heart. Jeez. Just dude, it was just a cramp right there. That's all I was I was getting scared, dude. I was counting my heart rate. It was super low, dude. It was like forty beats per, per minute. And I was like, fuck, dude. I was like and then that's when I just sat there and I was like, fuck it. I was like, you're gonna have to give me half a Norco. She's like, That's not gonna do nothing to you. I'm like, but I, I never ever take pills. So I'm like, I knew half of would do something. I was like, I do I literally I would accept her till like just put give me half a Norco so I go to sleep because I don't think I'm gonna fucking make it through this night. Yeah. I literally thought like, nah, there's no way my heart's going to be able to fucking withstand this much pain. And I have so much pain right there. And she's all getting freaked out. Just took half a Norco and I sat there literally, dude. It didn't put me to sleep. It helped the pain, but I just sat there. I'm not kidding you. On my back with my legs straight out and had to put like three pillows above them to be able to sleep like that. So imagine how uncomfortable that is. Had to put two pillows behind my back because I couldn't sleep flat yet. Right. So just like fucking... Like at a fucking like seventy degree angle, if I was like a, if I was like <laughs> on an angle scale, I just sat there in darkness for three hours, staring at the wall, pitch black. Damn, not sleeping, nothing, literally just like that. Like I was going fucking crazy, bro. Yeah, when I took when I took the I took a full one, bro. I was like apparently like I kept saying like oh I'm floating in Jupiter. I kept telling I tell my wife. Mm-hmm. I kept telling her some crazy ass shit. Yeah, I do. That shit's rough, dude. I don't like yeah. that shit, bro. Well, yeah, for me, for but those, ha- those are designed to get you hooked, dude. That's what's crazy. Just, just what I'm saying. Even half a pill, it was like a little under half a pill was enough to, to take, to make the pain bearable for me. Yeah, that's what's crazy, bro. So imagine how I take a full one, like you're saying, and then the next day I just took a quarter, and then another quarter the next day. Only one, like in the morning, just like so it just walk. Like you know which one scared the fuck out of me, and it scared me because. I was taking it for my back and I actually found I took I took the I took it for like four days straight. And on the fifth day, I was like, ooh, I'm starting to look for it was the cyclobenzaprine. Oh, you, the, muscle the generic for Flexeril. I took now, that once and I was like, fuck, no, Now dude. you get you pay the price for I it the next day. I was ripping on those. You pay the price for it the next day. You feel really tired. Your you're like your urine comes out really yellow. Yeah, like almost a highlighter, huh? Yeah. So you pay the price for it the next day. You feel like like hungover kind of. But for my back, I woke up great as far as the pain. But then I was like on the fifth day. I didn't have that much pain. And my excuse was, mm, I want I do want to get like a full ride of sleep. That's how it starts, oh, bro. Shit. That's how it starts. I was like, nah, fuck that. I was like, I'm not going to do that, bro. Yeah, like dude. I started getting really afraid. Did you have on well, the Norco, even on half the pill? Did you have bad, did you have bad dreams and nightmares and shit? I did. <laughs> I don't remember. Weird, bro. I don't remember to be honest. I just remember that it slowed my breathing down. Really yeah, bad. Yeah, that's what mine was too. Yeah. 
But yeah, that, yeah, like going back to the recovery, they're fucking, they, I think they bullshit you on purpose. So you don't go home thinking like with that dread in your head, like, fuck, I'm going to be in recovery for a week before I can go back to normal. Yeah. At least just somewhat normal. I think, I think that's part of their little psychology, you know? I don't know how people, uh, there's no way no one's back at work in two days. That's the biggest fucking bullshit I've ever heard. Me too. Yeah. I don't believe Unless that. Unless you work from home, I could see you could probably have a laptop on. Maybe. I don't I'm not get, sitting. I don't get how people get, obviously it's an addiction, but it's crazy to think that people are high off of narcos all the time. Yeah. That's crazy, bro. You know, I'm going back to that medication stuff. Like my mom, she just got her knee replacement a few months ago. And they put her on perk thirties, percocets, bro, insane. And I kept telling her, "Don't take those." And but she, she had to though because her pain was extreme too. The next day, she only took two, bro. She said that she would have the most lucid or scariest fucking dreams she could ever imagine. She only wow. took two. She has still has all of them right there. So she just let them wear off, and she's just took ibuprofen, like three or four of them, just eight hundred milligrams, just over the counter. She said it was just enough at least keep the pain away, but she was in crying pain too but she's like she's the percocets would literally get rid of my pain immediately like zero zero like you couldn't even believe those are highly addictive but, but she said that she only took two because of the way she felt she said it was they're so it felt addictive surreal like not in a good way to her because luckily she didn't like how it felt because she said besides the pain going away she's like you don't even feel like she just feels surreal yeah and, she's scary and I guess me. some people like that fucking feeling yeah, they do. So she's like, she's a little world. She's like, fuck, I'm going just whatever I can get for ibuprofen. She makes it tolerable. It's a huge problem right now, the opioid crisis. Especially the Percocets, right? Because that's a party drug, too. I don't know yeah, how. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, I think when you mix with alcohol, you get a different effect, huh? Hey, Sal, you see, you got any Percocet? Percocet? You told them I was going to sell them Percocet? Percocet? Come on, man. What the fuck? I just wanted a couple Percocets, Sal. Yeah, well, you came to the wrong place, buddy. All right. Peace out, Holmes. Turn the lock. Fucking linger, man. Linger. linger. Yeah, that's one thing I hate. Is a, the fuck's the buzzer fuzz fucking on, man? I'm mad at you. It's these fucking jack offs. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, dude. But hey, man, I'm glad you're back. We'll do a short one today. Nine days post stop, dude. I'd say I'm. Um, well, for podcasting, I'm 100% for things like this, but I can't lift anything more than 30 or 40 pounds for four weeks. So. That kind of sucks, but we'll be back. We'll be back, and glad you're back, dude. I'm glad you're okay. That shit's, uh, thank God it didn't burst. That was dangerous. Yeah, thank dangerous. God for that too, man. So we're all good. Everything's good. And guys, happy Thanksgiving. Make sure you eat turkey, fucking ham. Just don't get appendicitis. Vegan ham, or, whatever the fuck some of y'all do. Don't eat meat. That's cool, too. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Hope you enjoyed the episode. I'm out.